0: minus one minute. T minus 50 seconds.
1: T minus 40 seconds. hey 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 welcome to women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet and welcome to the nxt after show the go home after show before nxt's halloween havoc i of course am your girl stephanie hardy host and creator of the hardy wrestling podcast color commentator for the belladonna division um battle club pro and Black Girl Magic 2, and of course, host on Women's Wrestling Talk. And of course, I'm not alone. I am with the fabulous super mom, the queen of the panels, and just all around amazing person and creator of Cat We Trust, Katrina Blake. How are you?
0: I'm well, busy, but well. <laughs> super yeah. glad to be here now.
1: Yeah, I believe busyness just has, is basically the norm at this point, but you know, it is good to be here and, you know, be able to talk about NXT with this amazing episode that took place. Katrina, how did you feel about the episode as a whole?
0: Uh I did have a little bit of discrepancy, I guess, with, I guess the other roster stars kind of, I felt like they kind of had a, a lot of hold on this episode uh, to me. Like, I didn't expect to be that many uh, (laughs) uh, wins from the other. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But I did think it was a really good episode going in uh, as far as a go-home show. For Halloween topic. I thought it was pretty solid. I just was really surprised with the fact that we had some other people come in. And it was just like oh they were winning too and so that kind of i was like oh that's a little weird to do like before a pay-per-view for nxt it was kind of weird uh but otherwise outside of that like little thing and my issue with the good brothers because boo um this <laughs> yeah, personal person who just i don't really care for them too much but um it was a good episode outside of that
1: yeah, I really did enjoy this episode. I actually liked the fact that they were incorporating other people. Um, but I will say this. I kind of feel how you feel about them coming in and winning. But considering it was sort of to advance the story and sort of to let you know, like, you really don't know exactly what to expect heading into Halloween Havoc. who looks strong, who doesn't, and all of the above. I feel like it served its purpose, um, in a sense. And then I feel like, It was also sort of a little bit of a device to use to sort of not only connect all of the brands together, but also to sort of um, compete-ish with another show that was on. But either way, it was still a pretty good episode to me. So Katrina, we're going to try something different, right? Like you're actually going to lead the episode and I will talk about it. So you can go ahead and go into the first match.
0: Yes, yeah, so the first match was a uh, pick-your-poison match. As we was aware of last week, there was going to be an opponent picked uh, for both Coral-Jade and Roxanne uh, last week. And so the very first match I wound up being Roxanne Perez versus my girl Rhea Ripley. And so I was like i was such a fan of um ria and nxt as well and i was hyped when she got moved up to the other roster so it was kind of nice to kind of see her just make a little bit a little return uh to nxt um this is actually a really good match i was really proud of how well roxanne kind of hung in there um Rhea did wind up uh taking the win i believe she did um her rip uh tied uh I think Eradicator needed a riptide to win the match, but I was actually really impressed with Roxanne. I feel like Roxanne, if she's going to move anywhere out of NXT soon, she's showing that she's kind of getting there to be ready. I feel like she, she did really well. Um, and I was, this is like, I guess my thing, I was, I was surprised, I mean, as far as all the other stars that were coming in from the other brands that won all, like most of the night, I felt like they were the ones that was winning. And so, it, I, I like, I love, is my girl. I love Rhea Ripley, but um, it was still nice to see how well Roxanne was able to hang with her, especially with the height difference. So it's Roxanne's a little bit short and Rhea Ripley's she's tall, and so, she did well again i was a little surprised as far as why they went there but i thought they had really good um chemistry i thought like if anything even with judgment day kind of being there on the sidelines it was a solid match and there wasn't like no inter- like no weird interference and stuff like judgment day's known for doing recently there was none of that going on too much and so i thought it was a really good open uh to nxt Again, a little surprised with the win. Look, kind of surprised could Rhea ripley is Rhea but also like, hmm, how do I I don't know how I feel about having, you know, all the NXT kind of like make them look I don't know. I don't want to say weak. That's not the right word. It was just a little weird uh, as far as all of the losing that they were doing. But I thought it was a really good match. Uh um, I think Roxanne doing a suicide dive was a moment that stuck out to me. Uh, And then even when uh, she attempted to do like a Pop Rocks and Rhea was able to kind of push her off. But that whole, like, it was just moments that was, oh, I just can't wait to see what Roxanne is going to do next. I'm loving her group so far in WWE. So what are your thoughts, I guess, about the match and uh, it opening up NXT? I love
1: it. Like, I absolutely love the match. It was just. I was kind of scared for Roxanne when Cora initially picked Rhea because I was just like, Rhea's a big girl. Like, oh, my God, this is crazy, right? But at the same time, Roxanne showed us – I mean, she showed us in NXT, but then she even definitely showed out in her match on SmackDown last week um, how – you know, clean and polished she is in the ring. So I figured it wasn't going to be any different going up against someone like Rhea. So I feel like Roxanne did a fantastic job and it was also cool to hear Booker T talk about her and big her up, you know, in the match because, of course, he trained her at Reality of Wrestling in Texas. Shout out to them. Like, he trained her and he was just cheering for her saying, that's my girl. And I was just like, oh my God, that's so sweet. But um, Rhea and the her power dynamic, I guess, was just a little bit too much for her but then at the same time it was just like what ria you know has in tallness it's like roxanne has in quickness and she was utilizing that to her best advantage but i hated that dominant got involved and i really feel like it was that distraction that kind of did it in for roxanne Because, of course, Dominic has to get in women's business all the time. Now, of course, let us know in the comments how you guys felt about the match or felt about all of NXT as we're going, and you will pop up on the screen. But either way, I love the match. Um, Dominic needs to stay out of women's business, and I can't wait to see I'm pretty sure Roxanne feels a little bit of her confidence shaken considering she did lose on SmackDown and then she lost in NXT too and she has to fight Cora Jade in the Weapons Wild match. But either way, Roxanne has nothing to be ashamed of either. So it was good. I liked
0: it. I mean, yeah. I I mean... I, I can see, I guess, the point of uh, her being a little bit confident, a little bit shaky, but I feel like by the end of the episode, she kind of was a little <laughs> better bet the end of the episode, which I thought was a nice little moment as well. Uh, but, yeah, let's go into the next match. Um, so we knew last week, uh, Tony D'Angelo said that his buddy Stax <laughs> had a mystery opponent for NXT this week. And we you know we both discussed like, hmm, I don't know how you you is more like this is a boss type of relationship. And so this is a normal thing to kind of do what you need to do. But I was like, I'm hoping that they were like at least friendly enough that you wouldn't try to do it in this manner. And so we find out, uh, his mystery opponent. Is Shinsuke Nakamura my guy really happy again to see? Him. It was nice to see certain, I was like, you know, they were really awesome in NXT, and so to kind of see them kind of return, it was like, oh, yay! And so it was really uh nice to see uh Shinsuke there. Uh, you see, Tony D'Angelo kind of watched, you know, as it seemed like he was proud almost. I want to say like he kind of seemed like he was proud that Stax is trying hard, uh, however. <laughs> I, while I'm not really sure why Nakamura was the person he would pick to help him kind of get better, I did feel like this showcased Stack's uh, skill set. I felt like he really starting to show more of what he could do considering the past few weeks uh, he was kind of questionable as far as his asset to his squad, you know? Like, it was a little bit questionable. I guess this is why we got the surprise uh, opponent anyway. Uh, so I felt like for me, you know, this was kind of helping him kind of stand a little bit on his own. So I liked it. Um, there was a moment that I did like um, where, you know, um, Nakamura did his Kanishu, Kanishasha, I'm hoping pronouncing, i I probably passed that super wrong. And kind of stacks kind of was able to kind of gravitate out of that, which I thought was really cool. Um, and even with like, I feel like this match is going to kind of regenerate the Giangelo family. Like, maybe he'll feel more respectful of Stacks now because Stacks kind of proved it. And mean, you know Stacks didn't lose the match because he did lose the match. Uh, Nakamura, again, we had some of the other stars win uh, on NXT uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I thought he really did well. I probably better than he's done in the last few weeks, honestly, uh, in my opinion. I felt like he was doing better. And maybe this is what the kick in the butt, he needed to kind of get it together, you know get it back on track with the family. So maybe they'll be in a better space now because, you know, they've been having their issues. Uh, and maybe this means they will be uh, in a better space. So what were your thoughts about that match?
1: I liked the match. It was pretty good um for what it was. I was definitely not expecting Shinsuke to pop out there, but I thought it was funny considering we hadn't really seen um, a lot of Shinsuke lately outside of backstage segments. But what's so funny is, is that... This I feel like even with some of the people that they brought back they they brought back a lot of NXT alum and I really loved that. It it was giving like the NXT 1-year anniversary episode. Like I loved it where you saw the past and the present of NXT all together. And Shinsuke was a champion. You know, he was an NXT champion, you know, once upon a time. So that was going to pose as a challenge you know, to someone like Stacks, who's still sort of finding his way, not only just in the family, but then also as a superstar himself. Like, to fight someone like Shinsuke, who's won a Royal Rumble, who's been a U.S. champion, an Intercontinental champion, should have been WWE champion, but we won't go there, um, is a major challenge. And Stacks did his best. You know, he really did do his best, but Shinsuke was just a little bit too much for him. Also, I will say I did miss hearing Corey Graves yell Kinshasa every time Shinsuke hits that finishing move because there's nobody does it like him. Nobody does it like him. I know everybody has their feelings about him, you know, every now and again. But Corey does have his really great calls, and him calling Kinshasa is iconic. So I did enjoy it. Plus, I loved how when Tony and Stax first came out there, was telling him, like, why don't you tell me who I'm facing? And then Tony said, okay, you and everybody else will find out after the commercial break. And me and (laughs) Victor Perry, shout out to him, said that it was giving Ryan Seacrest from American Idol, especially during the finale episodes. If you've ever watched American Idol, you know you had to find out the results after the break. And it was just so, it was fear inducing sometimes because you want to know the results now. But yeah, that's pretty much what it was given. But either way, it was still very entertaining and it was a pretty solid match.
0: Yeah, it definitely was a solid match. Uh, there was a segment uh, with uh, Grayson uh, Waller being like super pumped. It seemed like he was confident. And Chucky uh, interrupted <laughs> to tell him that his match will be a spin wheel make the deal type match with Paulo Cruz at Halloween Havoc. And so... I was like, okay, <laughs> a little interesting uh, a little spin in and Grayson wind up running out of the building after that. But I thought it was a nice little, you know, segment. Like, okay, you have Chucky during, like, leading up to the Halloween Halloween thing. I was like, okay, I respect it. I, I mean, I have my issues about that too. Let that fly. <laughs> I'll let that slide how I feel about them keeping it going after all this time. Uh, so our next uh, matchup, wind up being with Sonia DeVille with Toxic Attraction versus Albert Fire. So I felt like this is actually I felt like I, I'm a fan of Alba. Um and I felt like I, this made me more of a fan. I felt like there was things Sonya was doing and Albert like challenged everything. It was it was actually, you know nice to kind of see like Sonia thought she was going to kind of had the upper hand and help out Mandy Rose. And Alba was like, we're not, <laughs> we're not doing that. And I liked that everything that Sonia did, she kind of had an answer for, like almost like move for move. It was actually really good. Um, and yes, uh, JC Jane and Gigi definitely tried to involve themselves multiple times and Alba handled that. And I love, I, I felt like even with the stuff that they were doing, Alba still kind of stood tall. And it's, it's making me more excited for this matchup with Mandy. Because if she can do this with a three, you know, she might can handle all four in the four know I feel like she's kind of one of the competitors that truly might give Mandy a run for her money. And so, um, yeah, it, was a, it wasn't too long of a match. Uh, I want to say maybe three minutes or so. Uh, however, she did roll up Sonya for a quick three counts. Uh, and even with Mandy and them ta- attacking Alba and then Mandy coming out, even at the end, I felt like Alba, you know, kind of stood tall after that. Like Mandy said what she said and she still was like, okay, well I'll see you at <laughs> home. Like it was that level Like she, you can say whatever, you can try to have your squad like beat me up. And yes, she did abduct Mandy Rose because apparently everybody gets kidnapped in NXT apparently. Uh, that seems to be, like, the thing. Uh, I felt like Alba's really going to put give Mandy a run for her money. I, I'm actually, like, I was hoping it was going to be before, uh, you know, with Zoe previously. But I felt like Alba's really just not with the ships at all. She's, like, she's ready to do whatever she needs to do. And so it was a really, really quick match. Uh, not as long as I guess it should have been, uh, considering what they were. The goal was supposedly to put her down before Halloween Havoc. Uh, But Alba did win the matchup, and so this is, like, a lot going on going into Halloween Havoc. So what is your thoughts about that?
1: Well, for me, I hated that this match was so short because I wanted it to be a little bit longer um, in the sense that I wanted to see more of what Sonya had to offer. Because I feel like there were some spots within the match, even though it was short, where she was showing a little bit more of her prowess that we don't really get to see much of on the main roster. Um, but she was just being underhanded with Team Toxic. So that kind of got lost in the shuffle a bit. But as, of course, you know, they were attacking Alva, it just felt like, OK, like there was really no way she could kind of go in and really like win fair and square for real. But then when she did win, it was like, okay, I see you. And Alva really was trying, but then, you know, the girls just kept attacking her, attacking her at every point, And she kept kicking them off. But, it, but I was just like, Alva, do you have any friends? And it doesn't look like she really had any friends except that bat. And I definitely wasn't expecting Mandy Rose to return as quickly as she did. But I was really happy to see her. And her jumpsuit was amazing. Like, it was giving Sable...
0: Yeah, no, I it was, love it. It's a good jumpsuit. I love me a good jump, I mean I wouldn't wear it but I do love me a good jumpsuit and so it was it was really pretty. I
1: wouldn't wear it either. Um no, I would wear it if I had her kind of body. Let's say that. Um <laughs> if I if I looked like Mandy I would wear it. Um but that jumpsuit was fire and I was really glad to see her um back and her just sort of saying, "You know, I'm back, girl, and you're not going to beat me." But Alba was like, "Look, i'm the one like this is gonna be it like you and i are gonna fight and i'm really ready to see what's gonna happen because i feel like Alba fire is probably the most dangerous opponent that she's faced because and i think it's funny and it's almost like full circle because Alba fire really is the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era and she's having to fight probably one of the longest reigning nxt women's champions you know ever at this point, I guess, even though no one's really announced, you know, how, what her, what Mandy's record is as it stands today. But at the same time, Mandy is getting up there. So I think it's really, um, it's a really intriguing clash. And I'm wondering if Alba really will win, because if she does, you know, that's a big deal. Or will Mandy, you know, power through somehow? I don't know. But either way, um, this segment was still really cool. But at the same time, I still wanted to see more of what Sonya could do.
0: Yeah, I, I agree in that regard. And I'm wondering, is it because she's not really supposed to still be wrestling, wrestling yet? If maybe the, I feel like anytime she's ever involved in, sec, in matches now, it's like um, she doesn't fight for long. Or there's always something that happens when you don't really see her wrestle. So maybe she can't technically really wrestle, wrestle again. Maybe that's why they're pulling it off that way. But it was, unfortunately, a very short match. But... I again, I am excited to kind of see what Alba uh, does at Halloween Havoc. Uh, so, we had next up, we had some tag team action. Uh, we had Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Wesley and Oro Mensah. And so, this actually started before we got to the rink. This match started in the locker room. Uh, Carmelo and Trick did start this match. Or, I mean, they did start the shenanigans backstage, and it kind of made its way out you know, with Wes and Oro kind of fighting back. Um, I was actually very surprised. Trick did a lot more than normal. I was I was kind of impressed, not going to lie. I, he was definitely doing more in this matchup. Uh, he took out Oro kind of early on. Uh, and then I think it was one point when, uh there was like a diving axe kick uh, towards the end of the match that I really enjoyed from Wesley, uh, excuse me, from Melo to Wesley. That I was like, okay, this is... Um, pretty solid. But this match did it's, it's it was another match that actually didn't last as long as I thought it would. And considering what you have all four of these guys, you know, who are like super energetic, they have personality, and then they can it was very odd again that the match wasn't that long. And I didn't really know how to feel about the fact that the match wasn't that long because I kind of felt like the fact that it started off in the locker room, uh it would have got would have got like to the nitty gritty, kind of like what we had with the tag teams uh, a few, I think, two weeks ago, when it got like real crazy. And we was like, oh, okay, like this is like some serious stuff now. And I, so it was a little, I was a little bit, I guess, disappointed that, um, you know, it didn't last that long. But I do feel like, if anything, Wes and Oro, you know, kind of showed a bit of threats to Carmel. I feel like that's probably why they responded in that way because they wasn't able to just kind of do what they normally do and kind of get out of Dodge. And so I do feel like uh, right now for the ladder match going into Halloween Havoc, I honestly don't know who can – I feel like it can go so many ways because of the people that are actually in the matchup uh, and see who's actually going to be the new – and, you know, if he gets it back. But I feel like with him doing stuff like this and there's not kind of every man for self in a ladder match like that, you know, Carmelo may not come get his title back, and so it's it's a little bit, hmm, uh, you know, what's gonna happen with that. But I, um, even after uh, the matchup, uh, Ron Wagner did uh do a big boot uh, to Mello after the match, and then uh, Frazier did dive into him. And this was after there was a segment with Ron Wagner, Mister Stone, and uh, Frazier and Exxon backstage, so I guess it kind of spilled over into it. Uh, But yeah, um, how do you feel, I guess, about the matchup and kind of what happened after the match?
1: First of all, let's just talk about the fact that these, all four of these men, all the Black excellence, like, from the brawl all the way towards the end of the match, it's just Black excellence all around. These are four Black men fighting for the North American title. Like, it's incredible. I love to see it. Um, And they all looked gorgeous. So, there's that part. Um, secondly, um, I love how Carmelo and Trick just love to attack people and bully <laughs> and bully Wesley and fight people backstage before they even get to the match. Like, it's so crazy. Like, it's just so crazy. It's just like, that's the second time they haven't done that to him. And I'm just like, y'all just need to leave him alone and stop bullying him. Take it to the mat. But either way, as they were fighting... Um, and then they made it finally made it to the ring. It's like, you're right. Trick Williams did show more of his prowess, and I really did appreciate that. Cause I'm just like, seeing more of his growth as a wrestler outside of just being, you know, Trick's friend, Trick's manager, or whatever, is just fantastic. I love it. And he's growing more and more. And I feel like he's only gonna get better from here. So it's great. And then of course, you have Oro Menson and you have Wesley hitting all the acrobatics and stuff. So, you know, they're going to serve in that area. So um, I wasn't expecting Carmelo and Trick to win the tag team match. Um, but they do have, but well, Carmelo rather has that momentum going forward. But I'm almost scared of what that might mean. Like, I'm scared. I'm scared that it might mean that he might not win Saturday. And I want him to win <laughs> low key. Like, if I had a choice. He's my top choice to win it back Um, because that's his title at this point, right? But at the same time, it's just like it could also go to Oro, who just got there. It could also go to Wesley, who's looking to stake his claim as a singles competitor. Like, it's just so many places it could go. But then you also have Nathan, who popped up at the end, along with Von Wagner, who I just feel like is the odd man out, but either way, he's in it. Um, (laughs) So... So either way, everyone showed what they could do. And it's like everybody, it's like you got all the high flyers and then you got Von Wagner, who's, you know, a power guy. So I'm just wondering how that is going to fare out in the ladder match. Yeah. But I still feel like all around, is it was still a good tag team match, even though it was short. But either way, I'm still excited about the ladder match. I'm pumped.
0: Yeah, same. I think it's gonna be good. I feel like we have uh, the people involved. Over like it's it's gonna be good. Maybe match tonight for all we know, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, in the comments, um, La are the Sandman saying, geez, how many hostesses are on this channel? Many, a lot.
0: <laughs> There's many of us."
1: <laughs> like twenty-one Savage says, "A lot. It's a lot. <laughs> we're, we're all girls. We up in here.
0: We are. It's a, it's a
1: woman-run <laughs> network, baby."
0: and so uh next up we did have a six man tag with the schism versus the oc and cameron grimes and so i do have my opinions about the oc because i'm just not a fan i don't particularly like chad personally however i was actually really impressed with the schism and i don't even like them like that but i felt like this is probably one of the best they've actually looked together they were so like unified it was actually really i was like okay you guys finally get looking more like a team i thought that was really gelled uh like their in-ring work in chemistry was really good and i think they're starting to get better as a, a squad uh but um i felt like uh, this The fact that the O.C. was there kind of, I felt to me, threw off the feud a little bit. Because we knew it's been Cameron Grimes kind of like dealing with the schism kind of by himself this whole time. And so randomly just threw the O.C. in there who just came back. I was a little like, hmm, why, why is this who you go with for this situation to have him go get the schism? Uh, but uh, all, uh, Cameron and the O.C. did uh, win the matchup uh and it was even like even before I guess before the matchup, there was the they I did appreciate I guess the OC saying they were helping him because they were fans of his work and I'm like okay I guess I can give you guys that and even with Joe Gacy kind of saying that he was going to make Cameron pay he lost the ma- they lost the match so I was a little, I was literally like hmm okay uh, i mean i guess uh if that's what you guys want to go with this but I thought the schism actually looked really good. It was just kind of, I, again, I was a little confused by the win being Cameron and the OC. If it was me, like, if maybe, you know, it was a different way to pull that, I'd be like, all right. But it wasn't even Cameron who got the pin. So that, I don't know. It was just like, I felt like once again, it was like the other members of the other two rosters kind of was shining more on this match, which was kind of unfortunate. Cause I felt like the schism probably should pick up the win off of how well they looked. Like this is probably to me, again, the best that they looked. Uh but yeah, it was a solid match. I just was a little bit like hmm, why is DOC here? Uh but yeah, that's just personal thing, personal thing. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts about that? Well,
1: I do think it's funny because last week we did hear a car- uh um geez, all these C names. Cameron Grimes talk about how, you know, he was going to need a team to go up against you know, the schism. And a part of me was wondering, you know, who could be the equivalent, you know, to Cameron Grimes on the main roster. So I was very surprised when I was watching Raw and he actually came up on there to actually ask them to team with him. I was just like okay. I wasn't expecting that but okay, let's go with it, you know. If they're on one accord then I'm cool with it. So when the match happened, I was kind of okay with the fact that the OC and Cameron were, you know, on one accord and fighting against the schism. But the schism is is still very much, you know, a well-oiled machine as a tag team because of course they were the Grizzly Young Veterans first. Um and I really feel like they should have stayed that way because I love them and their gimmick because it was funny. But either way, you know, stuff changes. It's wrestling. So I feel like it was a pretty good um, Tag team match I really don't have Much to say outside of that And I actually am glad that the um That the OC and Cameron won Because I just feel like Cameron needed a win Against them because the schism Has just been giving him a hard time You know for the past couple of months and I just really Feel like he needed this Win so if he got it With some other friends you know who, In the form of the OC even though they were Kind of getting money out of him for it I mean Ugh that's fine. But people have teamed up for less. So I'm just wondering why did money have to be thrown in there? But either way, I'm glad that, you know, that happened. But considering people are in the business of bringing things back, they I'm still saying they need to bring back Cameron Grimes' version of his theme song with Josiah Williams in it. Bring back Wrestle and Flow, Okay. That other version of theme song isn't doing it for me. It doesn't slap the way that Wrestle and Flow slaps. <laughs> Bring it back. Y'all bringing everything else back. Bring that
0: song back. <laughs> I hear you. Listen, <laughs> I, I totally hear you. Uh, so there was a, a segment afterwards with Veer. And I guess they was trying to ask him some questions, but he really didn't want to answer them. It was kind of like, I wasn't sure what the point of the segment was, but um, uh, he kind of didn't answer it clearly and kind of went off with Sangha. And so I'm curious kind of what the goal of this, him being there and this thing between him and Sangha, I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen here.
1: Uh, And then it was also announced... Huh? They are so gorgeous gorgeous together. together. Nothing...
0: I just
1: like, uh... they, they were just so tall and so statuesque, and they had all this hair and stuff. And I was just like, they look amazing.
0: They, I do, love it. they, they do. They do. They are you know very nice to look at. Uh,
1: I, color. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. They look amazing. <laughs>
0: It was also announced that next week we're gonna have two NXT contract signings. And so we will have a tag team uh, matchup uh, between Kaden Carter and Katana, as you say, Casey squared, uh, versus Nikita Lyon and Zoe Stark. And we will also have another tag team uh, match between Pretty Deadly versus Malik and Idris Anafe. And so I'm kind of looking forward to see uh, what we're gonna get from those matches. I think it's gonna be pretty solid.
1: Yeah, I think Team KC Squared is very confident in their abilities to retain. I saw that in the contract signing, like you can really tell. But then Nikita and Zoe are really confident as well. So I think it's going to be good. But I'm, I'm almost afraid that Team KC Square might get too confident and then they might mess around and do something and then have a miscommunication and lose. I hope that doesn't happen because Same. they worked so hard to win those titles. But at the same time, you have Nikita and Zoe, so I, I I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. But I love Team KC Square, though.
0: We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, it would be nice if they kind of retain, just because it took them so long. Uh but we, who knows what WWE sometimes? We, you know can can always be sure. Uh, and so next up, we had a like a hosting. uh scenario but also a match and so shati my girl uh miss shati came out to say she would once again host halloween havoc like the scream queen that she is you know she's if you check her instagram she's been posting all her things showcasing up to halloween i love when she does this and so uh we wind up having Zeon quinn and quincy elliott kind of coming out saying that they want to join her as being her co host for Halloween Havoc. And so we got a matchup uh, to see whoever won the match would be her co host. And so it was, I I was a little, I, I remember a tweet you put uh, during this where you were saying, uh, we said a few weeks ago about him that he has everything but we don't know what it is that's not hitting it's something and that kind of felt like this is exactly what happened in this match unfortunately he had his moments that were okay but um I felt like if anything uh Quincy kind of shown in this match I felt like there was like his he really uh you know there was a moment he's gonna do a double knee drop but he didn't hit it. But I thought even that setup was pretty solid. And he wound up doing his, um, is it the diva drop, I believe, to win the match. Uh, which I thought, again, even the way he pinned him which to me was, <laughs> that was everything. I thought that was like, yes, <laughs> super fierce. Uh, and so he will uh, be the co-host um, for Halloween Havoc with Shatzi. But I don't know. It just, it, it this, this was, again, a match that, you know, didn't go on that long i felt like this nxt episode wasn't really doing what it should have been doing as far as matches i think a lot of the matches were actually a lot quicker than it should have been uh but i did like that i feel like uh you know um quincy and uh, shotzi is gonna kill it as hosts on halloween havoc and you know the, i just feel like the costumes are gonna be on point I'm ready for this. <laughs> I'm ready to see all the, the the fire that's gonna happen. I feel like they're gonna really kill it with costumes. I think they're gonna be great hosts, but it just makes me uh, sad about uh, Zion Quinn because I do think he has the look. I really do. Like he has like all the things you. Can, but it's just not hitting. I don't know. Is it? I don't know, is it because they got the Roman already, so we don't, we don't need, you know, another <laughs> person up. I don't know what it is, but it's just something, of, it's it's not working, and it's unfortunate, because I do think he has everything else. It's not like he can't wrestle, it's just he's not being uh, packaged well, if that's the words I want to use uh, for this. Uh, but what was your thoughts, I guess, about the matchup and the new co hosts for Halloween Havoc?
1: Well, first of all, let me just say, I love Shotzi Blackheart. Um, Even I know we're just calling her Shotzi now. Um, I loved him when she hosted um, Halloween Havoc, because if you do, like you said, look on her social media, she is a Halloween lover. Like, when you think about somebody who loves, loves, loves Halloween, it's her. It's like she celebrates it throughout the whole month. It's like Halloween month for her. So to see her, to see that she's coming back, to host it even even though she is on the main roster with smackdown and she is set to face off against damage control um i believe this friday um like i'm glad that she's also getting to do this cuz it's just up her alley and it's just so cool for her and i just loved her costumes the last time she did it as well like she looked super hot super amazing like i just cannot wait to see what she comes up with I wasn't expecting the idea of her having a co-host though, because she did so well the first time without one. But, you know, Quincy is the king of extra. So, <laughs> or should we say the king queen of extra? So I feel like all of his or her costumes are going to be amazing. Like he's going to kill it with all of all of the costumes. And he definitely has the spirit that jumps out you know, on television, when it comes to being extra, so I'm really ready um, to see what they have to offer. And I felt sorry for Zion Quinn because he tries so hard to shoot his shot for things, but he always misses. It's like he's not like Carmelo who who doesn't ever miss. Zion always misses, and it's just so sad because he has the look, he has the athletic, he has the athletic build. It's like he has everything, he's just missing something, and I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. So, of course, him being the host of something like Halloween Havoc wasn't going to jump out because he's just missing the oomph that you need and the extra that you need in order to host Halloween Havoc alongside Shotzi. So, Quincy has it. So, I'm glad that he won with the Diva Drop and... Now he's going to host it with Shotzi. Like, it's going to be a match made in Halloween heaven, if you could put those two things together. But, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be cool, though. I like it. I-, I can't wait for it. And it's making me low-key want to figure out what costume I'm going to wear. I don't know what I- who-, who I'm going to be for Halloween.
0: Oh, I, but, I had yeah. to change my costume last minute because I had my choices and then the stores was like, oh, you know, we're not going to get here to November. And I'm like, first of all, let's not do that. <laughs> Halloween exactly, 31st. Yeah. So I had to change my costume last minute. I was kind of sad about that. But uh, yeah, normally I got two or three costumes and I'm, I'm slack this year. I, it's not my best. But yes, I am excited to see uh, what they are going to do as far as costumes. They're going to, they're going to, I feel like they're definitely going to kill it. I'm excited. Uh, so there was an a interview segment uh, with uh, Julius Creed and Damon Kemp, but I felt like it was mostly Damon kind of taunting uh, Julius, and Julius wound up kind of walking off on in an interview uh, and, I guess, prepping him up for their matchup uh, as well on Halloween Havoc. And then Andre Trace gave a little of hey, history. Uh, oh. I have something to say about
1: that Creed and um, Damon Kemp segment, though. Um, I was live tweeting on my own um, Hardy Wrestling Podcast Twitter um, at Hardy Wrestle Pod. Please follow your girl. Um, I was live tweeting, and I was just like, "How is it?" David Kemp was kind of failing in that to me. Like, I feel like in that segment we got to hear a lot more of Julius Creed's voice, and I feel like he has the strongest voice out of everybody in, aside from Roderick Strong, out of everybody in that faction. Like, for him to be so young. He sounds so clear and on in terms of his mic work. And I was so proud of him. But Damon Kemp, though, I feel like he wasn't really making a whole lot of sense because he was calling, he was calling Julius Cree a loser. Um, but then in the same in the sentence before that, he was calling him a champion. And I'm like, how you be a champion and a loser? That don't make no sense. It does. Make it make sense. Like, Damon Kim was talking to him, but I'm just like, are you really talking to me? Or are you really just, just throwing stuff out and it's not making sense? But either way, I enjoyed that segment, though. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I just had to say that.
0: <laughs> no worries. All good. Uh, and so after that, there was also a segment with Andre Trace giving the history of Halloween Havoc, which I thought was, like, entertaining. I, I thought it was entertaining, sir. But then he got interrupted by Chuck truck. And so I don't know if that means, you know, if there's gonna be some some stuff happening with that. But I thought him, like, the fact that he's like the whole university thing to kind of give the history of how... thought it was actually really like nice to go with the his gimmick. I thought it actually was really good on their part to kind of go with his gimmick. But how do you feel about that little segment?
1: It was funny. It was funny, not on the part of Chucky, but well, yeah, on the part of Chucky because he did curse the class out. But then what's so funny is Thea cussed him out back and you usually don't see Thea cuss folks out. It's always Andre. (laughs) But the fact that she did, I was like perfection. Um, It's just like she's just so enthralled with being a part of Chase U and it is so cute. It is just so funny. And then it's just the history part of it i'm really glad they incorporated that and actually you know showed the fact that halloween havoc was a wcw entity um first and they showed all the iconic moments um like with the flair hogan cage match and ray mysterio versus eddie guerrero like that match is goaded, you know, like Halloween Havoc has some pretty goaded moments. So I'm glad they did that from a history perspective because, you know, the past feeds into the present with wrestling, it never goes away. So that was really important. And I'm glad Chase, you did that as like the educational segment. I loved it.
0: Yes, it 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 was really solid. I liked it too. Uh, And so we get to our next Pick Your Poison matchup uh, with Cora Jade and her chosen opponent, which was Raquel Rodriguez. And so this is once again one of those matches that wasn't as long as it should have been. And I I felt like this was the theme of the night. It didn't go that long. Uh, I felt like there were moments where you saw Raquel's power in the match, but I felt like Cora Jade was able to goad her a lot. She wound up actually goading her into the point where she used the kendo stick and got disqualified getting Cora Jade to win victory on this because she used the candlestick. And so I don't know if, you know, we could have gotten a good story because, uh, you know, they didn't really have a long match and Cora was, I guess, smart to kind of get a quick victory because I felt like if Carol would have really went, like she could have went, Cora, little Cora Jade would have probably lost the match. Uh, and so I was also surprised that this was like the <laughs> she they had the NXT one win on this one and not Raquel. That, that did surprise me. I was surprised, but I guess it was a disqualification win. And so I don't know if that's the same thing. Uh, there was a moment, I believe, where Cora did a like a springboard double knee uh, to Raquel that I really thought was really solid. She did a couple of strikes too, but that was really, uh, hey, how are you? Um, that was really uh, good. And I did like the end uh where you know Roxanne came out and then Cora kind of like dipped and then that even as pictures showing that like, car kind of on Raquel which shows Raquel's strength because not me uh <laughs> I can't pick up anybody like that but I thought it was a nice little moment that even though she lost her match earlier she got some bit of a you know at the end of Cora even though Cora got that like really ugh, win uh so what was your uh Matt uh idea uh guess feelings about this match
1: It was too short. Like, I agree with that. Like, it really was, you know, too short. I was hoping, like, it would go for longer because just like Rhea was big for Roxanne, Raquel was big for Cora. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, how was Cora going to make this work? Because she was backstage looking hella cocky (laughs) after Roxanne lost her match against Rhea. And I'm just like, you look cocky, but you got to face Raquel. Like, Raquel is just as big um and here again another full circle moment like it's just like I remember Rhea and Raquel fighting each other you know in in NXT back and forth and stuff and then I also remember Raquel and Cora being a tag team for a short little while when Cora was begging Raquel to be her partner and now you gotta fight her like it's crazy when you think about stuff like that um and it just felt like even though Cora was trying, you know, there's only so much you can do against somebody like Raquel who has power on their side. And I think that's just why um she tried to resort to cheating, but then Raquel was just like, nah, like I'm gonna do this. And she smacked the crap out of her with that with that pipe. Um and Cora here again was smiling and looking cocky, like, haha, I won the match, but I'm just like, you won the match via DQ. It's not like you won. And knocked her down piece by piece in a strategic way. Like, Cora, you're not that girl. Stop. Like, it just gets on my nerves. She acts like she's that girl, but she's really not. And then Roxanne came from behind her and started attacking her. And she still didn't want it for Roxanne. she was running away screaming. Screaming. But you're big and bad, though. So I can't wait for this Weapons Wilds match. I hope that Raquel um, takes my personal favorite weapon like a kendo stick and smacks her across the back with it and actually leave welts on her back like i want all i want the full gamut of weapons in this match destroy each other on saturday and i hope roxanne wins so yeah
0: same i feel like she after everything i felt like she actually needs this win uh so hopefully she does (laughs) hopefully she definitely gets the win
1: Yeah, in the comments, um, Rowley is saying, Raquel is great and NXT needs to be more like NXT Raquel on SmackDown and not smiling all the time or cheesing. Do you agree?
0: Hmm, I mean, maybe. It depends. I feel like if it's a situation that needs you to be more serious, fine. But I'm okay with if you're a little bit happy. I'm... Somebody would like resting, uh <laughs> so I don't always look happy unless I'm like generally smiling. I like might my, my regular face is not like that, and so. But I I, I guess I can kind of see what was being said.
1: Yeah, I can see it too. But you know, even in the midst of that, it's like Raquel is still imposing and stuff. So I feel like even though she is smiling and they sort of had her debut as a face, it's still okay. But even if she was a heel, it was she would still do that well too. So. Either way, Raquel is fine. She's fine.
0: And so, for a uh, final segment of NXT, we had the KO. Sh- the KO show. Kevin Owens made his return to NXT, which was really cool. Again, he also saw somebody in NXT who really uh, did his thing, and it was mostly to have the three that would be going for the NXT championship. And so. Kevin did call out JD for, uh, stirring up the trouble and JD being who he is kept kind of kept going. So he like, he got called out for it, but he kind of kept, uh, you know, going for it. I thought, uh, Kevin Owens to me. Save the segment because of how good Kevin Owens is. And maybe that's why they used him. Because I feel like Kevin Owens is one of the wrestlers you kind of use for things that you want a certain reaction from, you get Kevin Owens. He's like what I feel about sometimes with The Miz, where it's like certain people you want for certain things, you get these people. Kevin Owens is that guy. And so his energy throughout this, I actually really, really, really uh, appreciate uh, this in regards to his uh, stuff. But... It was a lot of stuff, and obviously Braun and E uh Dragunov got into each other's uh faces, and it like it got to the point where even Kevin always kind of had a like, yeah, I kind of have to let y'all do what you need to do. And it became like a whole uh big thing. And then uh at the end of that segment, we had Mr. Austin Theory showing up with his money in the bank, uh uh, you know, briefcase implying that maybe. He will go after the n x t title instead, and we all know that technically it is possible to also go for the n x t title you don't have to go uh for and being that Roman is the undisputed uh champion as of right now i we're not gonna do that I' like we're not gonna have my tribal chief lose to austin and so if you want to maybe make yourself a threat, it actually made, I know people was complaining about it. Like they didn't really like that he was going to NXT, but I was actually okay with the fact that he might like kind of teasing, oh, maybe I'll take this championship instead because, you know, it's more believable in my head <laughs> than him to go after Roman with the bloodline. I just, I just can't see it. Uh So yeah. Um, I feel like, it's a way that if they have him let's say take the championship but he does some weirdness at halloween havoc this could be a way to kind of restart his or reboot him or how he's packaged considering we, he went from the selfie guy and then you know he was Vince guy and then Vince kinda like retired and so we kind of didn't really know what was going on with Austin. And so maybe this will be a way to kind of repackage him again. And so who knows? Uh but yeah, it was a pretty okay end uh to it. I wasn't surprised with all the, the shenanigans and the, the the in the face and the aggression because they are going for an NXT title match literally on Saturday. And so I thought it was solid, uh but What are your thoughts about this segment and Austin popping up in NXT again? Or uh, excuse me, in NXT.
1: Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) This segment was incredible because Kevin Owens was roasting. I didn't know I needed to hear Kevin Owens roast JD and McDonough until it started happening. And I laughed so hard. From the time he called J.D., J.D., don't Google me, to all this other stuff, like, Kevin, don't change, ever. Like, just don't change. He is so funny. Um, He was just roasting him, like, literally, this guy is creepy. Like, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with this? I'm, and every time he was saying that I was like, you know what Kevin, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know cuz he, he's right, okay? He's right. Um but yeah, like Kevin Owens was a really good host for this to happen because you know, he was he was still of course, you know, stoking the fires with Kevin well, well not with Kevin but with Braun Breaker and Ilya Dragonoff, because they were really focused on each other which I find really good but then also problematic because JD McDonough could take advantage of that and Kevin Owens said that that JD is just standing off waiting in the wings for you guys to tear each other apart so he can take advantage of it and take the title and if it's anybody who knows you know that strategy it's definitely Kevin Owens because he's he's the bad guy He was like the major. This is the dude who stabbed Sami Zayn in the back in NXT so he could qualify to get the NXT championship. Kevin Owens is dirty and he knows how to play dirty. If it's anybody who knows those tactics, it's him. So, him being able to speak to that, I felt like was really important and it was really good. Um, Austin Theory, however, that was really unexpected. I feel like that's the common theme of this entire episode is that a lot of unexpected things happen. And I feel like if Austin theory were to cash in his money in the bank contract for the NXT title, it would revamp him in a sense that ever since he lost his daddy, um, like our tribal chief did say he's been losing. He's been on a losing streak. Like people have been saying like he's been losing like close to 15 plus matches since Triple H has taken power. And if he went back to NXT, you know, and revived it and revived his revitalized his career that way, that would be interesting to see. And it just goes to show you that NXT just isn't a developmental brand anymore. It's still a place where you can go back and, you know, recharge and restart things if you need to. And if you're having someone like him who was an NXT left and then went back to NXT and then it's coming back a third time to possibly you know use that contract for that title and that would be really good it's a wild card it keeps things interesting and it revitalizes Austin Theory's career but even though a lo- I know a lot of people don't like him or whatever because he's annoying he is annoying don't get me wrong but it's still a really good strategy either way so I thought it was a really good ending and I wouldn't mind Ilya Dragunov winning it because, of course, he never lost his title because he was injured in NXT UK and had to give it up. But either way, I'm interested in all of it. This was a really solid ending.
0: I agree. I I, I uh, thought for the nonsense with some of these really quick matches and not doing what they could have done, this, uh, I thought at least they kind of saved it with the end. <laughs> so, So I guess we can deal with that but i feel like it's going to be a good match uh between them i do feel like because of all this animosity it's going to really be some stuff on saturday so i'm excited for the title match as well and so i wasn't sure if you wanted to do predictions quickly Uh, but i did I, i did include just in case you want to get the predictions done uh as you see we will be having miss shot and quincy uh hosting halloween havoc which i am super hyped for i think again they're gonna kill it yeah uh, so yeah i guess let's go through the matches and and so actually so the first match we have here is great uh, apollo cruz versus grayson waller and i'm honestly not sure I, I feel i'm i'm gonna say grayson but i feel like that's what like a, a, a split like quick decision because i'm honestly not sure which way this match can go honestly
1: I'm predicting oh. Apollo Cruz because he needs the win. He needs to win. Cause I feel like since he's been in NXT, he hasn't really like popped off for real for real. And I feel like if he beat Grayson Waller, it would revitalize him. So I'm going with Apollo Cruz. Okay. Okay.
0: I see. Oop. Okay, well, that's I don't know. <laughs> I have to double fix that. But that matchup, I believe, was Damon Kemp and um, Julius Creed, so in I don't know. Yes, and the ambulance match. And so I don't know, I felt like after everything uh, that happened at that little interview segment, I feel like I'm gonna go, I felt like Damon didn't really put his best for it. Like you was mentioning about, he just seemed so, I don't know, I'm gonna go with Julius on this one. I feel like, I don't know what's going on with me. Maybe he was surprised me, but I feel like based off that, I'm gonna go with Julius for this one.
1: I'm going no. with Julius, too.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I, I maybe he'll surprise me, but I just don't feel it, I don't feel it happening, so. Next, we have the NXT Women's Championship match between Mandy Rose and Alba Fire. And so while I know Mandy has been, you know, doing her thing and being an NXT champion for a long period of time, I said, I do think Alba might, I don't know. I feel like Alba has really been proven that she can definitely handle herself against them in toxic attraction. And so I'm going to say, and I could be wrong, but I'm going to say via title change, and Alba be the new NXT women's champion.
1: Oh, this is so hard. Because it's like you got Alba, who's just so good. And then you got Mandy, who's just been so dominant lately. And it's just, it's so hard. Oh, my God. I think, oh. I think I'm going to do the unpopular thing and say Mandy Rose is going to retain. Okay. I feel like Mandy is going to retain because I just don't think she's ready to part ways with that title just yet. And I just feel like something's going to happen. So I'm predicting Mandy Rose.
0: Okay. I love okay. Alba, though.
1: Love Alba, but I got
0: to <laughs> go. Okay. And so the next uh, matchup is the ladder match for the NXT North American. Championship, and so I honestly do not. <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like so we have Fraser. especially so I probably should have said that. Carmelo, Wesley, Ron Wagner, and uh, Dr- is it Drew? Is he pronounce his name? Um. Uh. The point is um because i can't remember his name right now. Mensa? yeah there you go yeah. Aura. I, Aura. I, yeah there you go um i honestly don't know because i feel like this can truly go anyway i do not think it's gonna be ron wagner honestly i just i don't feel him but i feel like it could very well be Wesley I can even see, especially after the match, I can see Oro taking it as well. And while I wouldn't mind Carmelo getting it back, I truly feel like it can go So I'm just, uh, I don't know. I This is hard. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to say Wesley. I'm going to say
1: Wesley too because I want Carmelo to challenge for the NXT title. I want to see him versus Braun Breaker. That's what I want to see because... Carmelo has proven that he is one of the faces of NXT and he deserves to go for the big one. So I want him to challenge for the NXT title and in order for him to move on to better things, he has to lose this match. So I'm going to, I'm going with Wesley. And even though I love Carmelo and I wouldn't mind seeing him win this match, I want him, I want greater things for him. So I'm going with Wesley too.
0: Okay. Okay. We'll see. I feel like this is going to be a really awesome match and then uh we i think we already mentioned about regards i think cora and um roxanne has a match i didn't have a graphic for that one uh i'm hoping um that roxanne gets what she needs to so i'm going with roxanne with the matchup between her and cora jade
1: me too i'm going with roxanne too because she needs to beat Cora's behind because she's been talking reckless and it's time to get her respect
0: agreed (laughs) and finally uh for the main event which will be for the nxt title we have the champion braun breaker versus jd mcdonough and iranov dragunov and so (laughs) i honestly i i don't really care about jd because he had a chance and he he lost so i don't really care too much about him but i do i can if braun does not retain i could definitely see iranov taking it and being that he didn't, as we mentioned previously, that he didn't lose it, it wouldn't be too much of a like, oh, why? I wouldn't feel too upset about that. Because I'm like, he technically didn't lose. Your injury kind of sidelined you on that one. And so, mm. but something is telling me that they're going to have Braun retained <laughs> for some reason. And so I'm going to go with Braun only because I think they're going to have him retained, But I actually would not mind if uh, Dragunov take the title from him.
1: Yeah, I'm sort of going, I'm with you too, because I feel like JD did have his chance and he did lose. Um, but honestly, uh, this is hard because between Ilya and Braun Breaker, oh God, it's hard. Oh, I'm going to go with Braun Breaker. I feel like he's going to win. Even though I love Ilya Drag It Off and I miss NXT UK, I really feel like Braun Breaker is going to win and retain. And go on to face carmelo hayes
0: <laughs> i agree i i do feel i do feel like as much as i wouldn't mind it, uh dragon off winning i do think i don't think bronze losing it i'll be surprised honestly i'll be surprised
1: yeah
0: oh uh, but yes that is it for our nxt recap and our predictions for halloween havoc that will be happening saturday uh thank you guys so much as always for hanging out with us and even to the new people that i've seen this is new some of you guys are new for me (laughs) i'm guessing you guys watched the show you guys said other hosts so you guys have watched the show before but um thank you guys for hanging out with us we appreciate it definitely go check out oh thank you (laughs) thank you so much uh the homies over there at scw the wrestling channel they always have really awesome uh videos and predictions as well i have definitely participated in a few of the videos on their channels thank you for hopping in um but yeah uh, as always we have a show almost every day of the week monday raw we have also the wild show on mondays uh wednesday the aew show thursdays we have nxt impact and on the other week there is the creep uh creep squad uh show and then friday we do have the smackdown after show and i believe is it once a month for every other week? The um, the 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 what the heck is it called? The show with the they do the women like looking pretty on Instagram. It's like. I, I totally forgot the name of the show, but they do it. It's uh, with uh, Nikki. Uh-huh. Yes, Turnbuckle Glam. I'm not sure if it's down to a month now or every other week, but that show is also happening. There are all these amazing articles on WTalkPod.com. We did just finish up Hispanic Heritage Month not too long, ago, I believe last week, uh, we just finished it up. And so there's still some articles there and we are gearing up for some more stuff to end the uh 2020 with a bang so go check that out follow uh social media as the ww talk pod we are on everything including tick tock so definitely go check it out uh you can catch me on uh, everything pretty much on cat we trust the ease of three on tiktok Twitter and Instagram. And in November, as we will be heading digitally to the UK, if you are in the UK area, or if you want to see the uh, the panel uh, with a new panelists on it, I will have it uh, streaming live on the day of the con as well on my YouTube channel. So check it out. Super awesome opportunity. I'm super happy we can do that. And Stephanie, tell uh, everybody where they can find you and what you got going on as well well you can follow
1: me um on instagram and twitter at queen Steph um you can also check out my podcast the hardy wrestling podcast um everywhere you get your shows um subscribe to my youtube channel the hardy wrestling podcast And um, also follow me on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod and just continue to support us and this show and also support me as well because I was happy to be um, to serve on the panel for the um, MCM Comic Con that will be in November from One Birmingham to the next because I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, and now I'm participating in a panel in the Birmingham, UK, and it is so cool. So I'm blessed and it's great. So please check that out and just continue to support us women in wrestling media because we are using our voices for good.
0: couldn't have said it better (laughs) it was pretty solid (laughs) well guys until next week we will see you guys and we love you guys bye
1: women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet